Happy Friday! Welcome into the Phoenix Sports Podcast. And it's not just any Friday, it is Flavoring Friday, brought to you by our friends at OG Brands. The uh, shout out to OG's Brands, the official sponsor of Flavoring Fridays. OG's is not your average cannabis infused gummy. They absolutely knock it out of the park. <laughs> when it comes to flavor and the effects of their gummies are a total slam dunk too. Head on over to ogsbrands.com to see their full lineup, including their two newest gummies. What? We'll talk about that later and find out where you can purchase. Want to give a quick shout out because the, the boss man's in the room. I was going to do this later, but now I feel like I have to do this now because I'm just like being stared at by the <laughs> Saul Buckman. Um, Got to give a shout out to the Arizona Wildcats. Woo-hoo! The Alamo Bowl champs taking down the Oklahoma Sooners. Boomer Sooner who? What even is a Sooner? What the heck? What the fuck is a Sooner? Stupid mascot. Anyways, the Wildcats are the Alamo Bowl champs. I don't necessarily think it was an upset because the Wildcats were 14 and the Sooners were 12. But uh, either way, you absolutely love to see it. The Wildcats are repping for the Pac-12. Pac-10, Pac-2. <laughs> okay, I have, an, I, have an, I have an answer. A Sooner is a name given to settlers who entered the unassigned lands in what is now the state of Oklahoma. Great. Sooner or later. <laughs> Thank you for the information, even though we, uh, so basically they're colonizers, right? <laughs> the colonizers, the Oklahoma colonizers going down, courtesy of the Arizona Wildcats. Um, we all know that there is an ongoing joke that I don't need to talk about here. Bear down for life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, super happy um, for the traitor. Wildcats, though. You, are you happy with yourself? I do enjoy myself. Like, do you yes. sleep well at yes. night? Yeah, I do. I lay my head down at night. Knockout. <laughs> this is my uh, first show as a 27-year-old. I hate that. Oh, my God. I'm so old. Oh, no. Um, last week, big thank you to Anthony and Derek, by the way, for filling in for me while I was gone celebrating my 27th birthday. Had a wonderful birthday. Um, also, want to give a shout out to the TPSP squad in the chat. They got me a wonderful birthday gift, which I was going to bring with me. And then I totally forgot this morning as I was racing out the door. Um, and then also to Connor for his birthday gift as well. You guys are so sweet. I don't know what I did to deserve you, but uh, I am honored and super super grateful i hope you all had a wonderful christmas as well by the way um or whatever you celebrate you had a wonderful wonderful holiday season hanukkah kwanzaa christmas did you have a nice christmas Faj? yeah i did we went up and visited my in-laws in washington so nice. hadley's first christmas was a success there you go was it a white christmas no it was just rainy no just rainy yeah, it was like 40 it was like 42 and rainy on christmas or something like that did hadley get everything she wanted from santa it's really hard to tell um what she wants because yeah. she can't speak English. <laughs> but um, I got a lot of like da 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 da. So I Good. assume yeah, I assume yeah. it went well. Good. I love that. That's that's great. I'm glad that went well for Hadley. <laughs> we are going to be talking about some New Year's resolutions on the pod because boy, do I have some thoughts, a laundry list of things uh, of New Year's resolutions for the teams here in the Valley. But before we get into that, make sure you head on over to gophnx.com and sign up to be a diehard. There are a ton of great membership benefits, including access to our members-only Discord, content that is just for the diehards, discount on merch, 20% at all times, discount on events. And speaking of events, we have a takeover on the horizon. Come hang out with us on January 16th, 15th, one of those, <laughs> somewhere in there. I should know that. Aren't you supposed to work with the yeah, events I really know closely? That. It's a game against the Kings. Uh, it's in January. I think it's the 15th. Ah, Jacob's going to look it up. Uh, yes, just going to do my uh, job. Do my there. research for me. I should know this, but I don't. But we are going to be taking over the Footprint Center altogether. Tickets are available on our website on the events tab. If you're a diehard, you get 20% off those tickets. It's going to be a blast. We're going to do a pregame meetup. We're going to go to the game. We're going to hang out, do all the fun stuff. So head on over and grab your tickets to our takeover before they sell out which they are selling out quickly by the final way. guess 15th 16th dang it oh i was new i knew it was one of those ah. okay january 16th is our takeover be there be square if you haven't gone to a takeover yet i definitely recommend it it's super fun also want to give a quick shout out to our friends at burrito express the best burritos in all of the land they are a huge supporter of asu athletics which you always love to see they have multiple locations throughout the valley and boy are their burritos banging i'm a Big, big fan of the Breakfast Supreme, but anything you get from Burrito Express is guaranteed to be delicious as long as you also get at least four salsas to also put on your burrito. I do a 
oh i do like half of a salsa container per bite <laughs> so i need a lot of salsa and half, the best a, half, part, per, half per bite is way more than you let on in terms of how many you take because <laughs> you're okay. saying like i use four you're like i you say five right yeah i'm using a half of container per bite you're using at least seven i need a eight. good i need a good salsa to burrito ratio and i figured out how That's to get too that much. no it's delicious half a container you can't taste the burrito anymore <laughs> but the good thing is is the people at burrito express don't judge me for it and uh, they won't judge you for it either if you're also a salsa fanatic like me grab a burrito and follow burrito express on twitter at burrito exp jacob are you a big resolutions guy uh, um i try to be you try to be okay. Mm. How does one try to be? Like you set your resolutions. Well, I'm like, yeah, like it. this year I should, I should like, I should make some resolutions. But then I'm like, man. Ah, dang! I didn't think. I think you would. I thought you would have been like a really good stick to it resolution guy. Because I'm a stick to it resolution girl. I love New Year's resolutions. Last year, I completed every single one that I set out for myself. What were they? Um, there were a bunch actually. They were in different categories. I wanted to save a certain amount of money. I wanted to, you know, go to church every week. All these different kinds of categories and stuff. Knocked out of the park. Crushed it. I hit all of my New Year's resolutions. Proud. Thank you. Proud. Um, I have some resolutions, not only for myself, but I have some resolutions for the teams in the valley. So why don't we talk about it? Because there's a lot of, a lot of things happening with our beloved Arizona sports teams, and um, we need to break it down. So let's start with the Phoenix Suns because we have some breaking Suns news. Bradley Beal is ready to go. We will be getting Bradley Beal's return tonight. He will be taking uh, the court to play with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Uh, only the third game, by the way. This is only the third game when we will see the big three playing together so far this season. We are 30 games into the season, and this is just the third time we will be watching the big three all together on the court. I think it uh, it totals up to like 24 total minutes <laughs> playing time or something like that of all of them together, which is honestly like it's 30 games into the season and they've only played together like 24-ish minutes. That's not great. Uh, definitely not living up to the expectations that any of us had for them. But it'll be nice to see them together on the court again because there's so much money invested in this point. We might as well watch them play together, right? I mean... <laughs> um, so my resolution for the Phoenix Suns is to win a championship next this season, uh, which I know, that a resolution? I know, I know you're looking at me like it's I'm crazy because they are not doing well. Uh, if we take a look at the standings, actually, they're not doing well at all. Like I said, they are 15 and 15 currently, and they are sitting at 10th in the Western Conference. I never thought I would hate mediocrity so much. Uh, the Suns are sitting at 500. They are uh, behind the Rockets, the Lakers, the Pels, the Mavs, the Kings, the Clippers. It just it hasn't been a good season for the Phoenix Suns. And I know that you know that because we all have had to suffer through this together. But listen, coming into this season, the expectations for this team were so high and sitting at 15 and 15 through 30 games in the season has not met or come close to any of the expectations that any of us had for this team. They have taken all of their poker chips and pushed them all the way into the middle of the table. Like they are all in. I don't really necessarily know how you could be more all in than the Phoenix Suns are right now. They traded away two young Keystone players for this organization Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson to get Kevin Durant here. They traded away their number one overall pick, DeAndre Ayton, to get another player on the court that was supposed to help them that has been injured all season. They have gone so far in. Like, there's no turning back. Like, they have pushed their chips all in the table. They are in money-wise. They are in future and pick-wise. Like, they have leveraged the future of this organization on this roster. This one, the one that we haven't seen play basketball together. They have leveraged their future on. And my resolution for them is to figure it the fuck out and win a championship. Like, this is the year. This is the window. This is what we have all been waiting for. And as much as I have been pushing the panic button for the past week and a half, and we'll talk about some of the things that have happened. Uh, Katie, I'm looking at you. 
it, it, it's not too late. And I know you might think that I'm crazy for thinking that it's not too late, but I genuinely don't think it's too late. I think we are rapidly approaching the too late realm and Bradley Beal coming back tonight is great, which is, I think, ahead of schedule. I think the last we heard from the team, he was going to be reevaluated um, close to like the January 1st mark. So a couple days ahead of time, ahead of the timeline of when they were going to potentially look at reactivating Bradley Beal. So great that he's back early. Um, we definitely are rapidly approaching the uh, holy shit, uh, it's too late realm, but we haven't gotten there yet. I don't think it's too late, but they have to figure it out fast. And I mean, so fast it will make your head spin because time is running out the clock is counting down they have to do it they have to do it this year their chips are all in they have what gone if I, what if i told you there's still more games left than they've played and i know that i know that there is i know that we're still 52 <laughs> 52 games left i can't do math <laughs> we still have 52 games left i know people i know um, I haven't seen anything encouraging out of this team. The turnovers are still a huge issue. The fourth quarter collapses are a huge issue. I think there's a big question mark with their head coach. There has been a lot of things that have happened, breakdowns on defense that weren't supposed to be happening with under this head coach. Um, so there's a lot of things that they need to figure out. And I know that we still have a, a 52 games to figure that out. Um, but the fact that we are 30 games into the season and we've seen the big three play together for all of two games is concerning. There's a lot of intangibles that still need to get worked out that we haven't seen worked out. Um, and I have been, I'm not going to lie to you guys, doomsday prepping a little bit. I've been building my shelter, <laughs> collecting all of my non-perishable grains, <laughs> getting ready <laughs> to enter my bomb shelter, end you're of the world. You're very descriptive on this, which makes me think that you might actually have one. I don't, I'm not actually a doomsday prepper. I know people who are, but I'm not personally a doomsday prepper. But that is how invested I am on the Suns team because they have gone all in. This is it. Like they haven't leveraged everything for this season, this roster, and they have to win a championship. And that is my New Year's resolution for them because we have been waiting long enough. We have been teased with a finals appearance in the last three seasons, playoffs appearances. We have been teased hardcore they've been edging us <laughs> now it's time to deliver because i am ready for it i am ready to see a championship in this valley <laughs> i can't look at jacob after saying that and we have they have to deliver they have to they have gone all in and it's time to figure it the fuck out and get on the court and show us that they are the team that they said they were going to be I don't know what else to tell you they have to do it the one in the comments saying that nurkic is way better than Aiden. um i don't know if I would say way better, better for sure. There was a moment at the beginning of the season where I was like, oh boy, <laughs> son's messed up because he looked terrible, but he's figured it out. Um, Eric Gordon has stepped up in a way that has been nice. His last couple games have been awesome. Grayson Allen has had some shining moments. So, you know, I know that we were talking about other people needing to step up in the absence of your injured players and how you're bench depth and the people that are sitting on your bench need to do more than what they have been doing this season and i think we're starting to see a little bit of that which is nice um <laughs> i guess wilding right now when am i ever not wilding the things that come out of my mouth i don't know why i have a podcast um so we are starting to see a little bit of them starting to figure it out there are things that need to be fixed still for sure and they need to be fixed fast because the rest of the league is starting to notice and uh, we've been put on blast by quite a few people around the league about what's happening here in Phoenix. Um, most recently, we have had some drama surrounding Kevin Durant and uh, some people taking notice about the fact that Kevin Durant might not be happy here in Arizona. Here are some tweets from some people around uh, the basketball world, Brandon Jennings said, quote, their cursed man, he don't deserve this in reference to Kevin Durant um, and why he should leave the Suns. Terrence Ross saying, dog, they was fine before they traded for him. What's the problem? Um, yeah. So people are noticing that uh, things aren't going well here in Phoenix. People are speculating if Kevin Durant wants to leave, if he wants to stay, if he's unhappy with the team, if they're going to do anything to improve the situation and it's not great i'm gonna tell you that right now as soon as Woj started blowing up our spot about the fact that kevin durant was unhappy in phoenix on christmas day no less thanks for absolutely ruining my christmas um 
I started hitting the panic button. That's when I was like, okay, I'm going to start doomsday prepping. I need my non-perishable grains and my bomb shelter because the last thing you ever want to hear is uh, a superstar player being unhappy on the team that he is currently playing on after they have pretty much fire sailed to get him here and other pieces here. So you definitely don't ever want to hear that. Um, I'm also really tired of being compared to the Brooklyn Nets, like Brooklyn Nets 2.0. I definitely understand why it's happening and I see the similarities. So I get why that comparison is being made, but I'm tired of it. Utterly tired of it. Um, And so it's time to figure this out. It's time to squash (laughs) the rumors, the speculation. It's time to put it all to bed. I need the big three to go out there and I need them to be the big three that we all were expecting them to be at the beginning of the year and get things on the right track so that we can stop speculating on if we made me and I mean (laughs) we as in the front office of the Suns made bad choices with the roster. So We'll see how that goes. I'm interested uh, to see how they do tonight. I know that probably it's going to damper my expectations because this is only the third time that they've all played together. Um, but I think tonight will probably be an indication on um, how they have gelled together so far this season. Shams, good old Shams, had some things to say about uh, the uh, discontent, I guess you would call it, here in Phoenix. And so this is what Shams had to say. Everyone has been upset about the losing. That happens across the league. When you're losing games, you're going to be upset. And whether it's teammates, players, coaches, team officials, they've all been upset throughout the organization about being 500, being a 500 team. And from my understanding, they haven't seen anything abnormal, anything extreme that's different other than just normal frustration, normal being, you know, being upset from Kevin Durant. And last night, clearly his, his, you know, his, he was dedicated to the task at hand with that triple-double career uh, t- high-tying 16 assists for him last night. At the end of the day, the Suns, they know they need to get healthy. They do need to start winning games. and that's- Yeah, they need to start winning games quickly. Um, according to Shams, it's nothing more in regards to Kevin Durant than like the normal frustration of not winning games. So... Take that for what you will. It doesn't seem like Katie is discontent with anything other than the fact that they're losing. So I guess that makes me feel a little bit better because it's not like there's a problem with, um, you know, his teammates that we've heard of uh, in the locker room with the head coach, anything like that. And obviously nobody enjoys losing. Duh. They're professional basketball players. They're a professional sports organization. I'm sure Matt Ishby is not happy. I'm sure Frank Vogel's not happy. I'm sure every single one of those players is not happy. All of the fans are not happy. Like nobody likes losing and nobody, including myself, expected this Suns team to be at 500 30 games into the season. So obviously there's going to be some frustrations and I get it. I just don't want to give anyone else a reason to start questioning the Suns or talking bad about us or whatever it is because we came into the season so hot. So they need to start winning, like Sham said, and they need to start winning fast and they need to start figuring out their glaring issues on the court, like the turnovers in the fourth quarter collapses quickly. Um, but I am glad to see that there are bright spots that have been happening, like Nurkic stepping up, Eric Gordon getting better, Grayson Allen going off every now and then. So... I think I think I'm going to pause on the on the bomb shelter construction briefly um, and I'll report back to you on when I start that restart the bomb shelter reconstruction uh, after tonight if I restart it. Obviously there's going to be questions about snowballing if this is going to continue to affect the team is this going to be a perpetual problem? And Devin Booker was asked about if he's concerned about this potentially being a reoccurring snowballing issue and this is what he had to say. Um no. Um, you know, we just have to get it together. Um, and, you know, that's on me, that's on Coach, that's on KD, Eric, all the leaders that we have in here to make sure that we're more prepared when we come play. Devin Booker is not worried about it snowballing. Um, he obviously named names when he said these are the people who it is on to turn the vibe around this organization around, the losing around. Um, they definitely need to step up and they need leaders, which is why hearing about Kevin Durant being so unhappy is not great because you don't want somebody like Kevin Durant in your locker room, in a bad mood, pissed off constantly, like not stepping up to be the leader that we all need him to be in these situations, which I'm not saying that he's doing that by any stretch of the imagination. I don't imagine that he is. Um, obviously where there's smoke there's fire so there's definitely discontentment with Kevin Durant and the Suns which again I understand because they're losing and nobody likes losing 
but I just don't want to see the snowball and to continue to get worse because that is the absolute last thing that we need right now. I need them to be leaders and I need them to come in every day ready to work with a good attitude, which I'm sure that they are. <laughs> but in order for my New Year's resolution for the Suns to come true, which is winning a championship, they have to turn it around quickly. And it needs to start tonight against the Charlotte Hornets, who are coming off back to back games like the one pointed out. Um, and Bradley Beal is back tonight. So I think that uh, the best New Year's resolution, the, new, the best New Year's gift they can give us tonight is to win spectacularly not just win by like a little bit but like go out there punch the hornets in the mouth which really shouldn't be that difficult to do into the hornets um and show everyone that it's going to be okay like they need to start silencing the doubters and the haters and they need to do it quickly so my new year's resolution for the suns is win a championship because duh that's why we're here that's why we're all here that's what we're all expecting and that is my goal for the suns so fingers crossed that one comes to fruition if you want to see the Suns in action, uh, if you want to spend some money and watch the Suns play basketball, which I highly recommend you do, because why not, right? Like, you got to support the Suns. We don't want the fans to get apathetic. That is the last thing we need is an apathetic fan base. So don't give up on the Suns yet. If you are constructing a doomsday shelter like me, maybe put it on pause <laughs> and go to a Suns game, and then you, maybe you'll feel better and stop building a bomb shelter. You can do it by heading over to Game Time, the best ticketing app. <laughs> Game time is going to be like, how are we anywhere close to relation of a bomb shelter? <laughs> you know what? It, it like just just go with it, okay? It's in my analogy for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, grab your tickets over on the Game Time app. They are the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason because you can get the best last minute deals on tickets. And our Game Time game of the week is not tonight's game, which it probably should have been, but I decided to make this the game before I knew Bradley Beal was coming back. But you can still go to the game tonight and get your tickets on Game Time and watch the Big Three play together. But our Game Time game of the week is the Magic at the Suns on New Year's Eve because this is a New Year's Eve New Year's-ish themed podcast and I wanted to go along with the theme, okay? So grab your tickets to watch the Magic at Suns for as low as $22. That is a great prize for family fun. You can also get lower level tickets for as low as $98. Under $100 for lower level tickets is absolutely insane. I'm assuming that the big three will be playing together on New Year's Eve as well. Literally you knock on wood. You just speak that into <laughs> Mac. <laughs> Mac, if somebody rolls their ankle tonight, Okay, don't even put it in the universe. The big three are going to be playing together on New Year's Eve as well. So head on over to Game Time and grab your tickets for that game because it is a New Year's themed podcast and you can watch the Suns play for the last time in the year 2023 by getting your tickets over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed connor's saying his game time is gonna start selling bomb shelters honestly like in the world we live in it wouldn't be the worst investment idea like maybe game time will build the bomb shelters and then sell tickets to get into the bomb shelter okay i'm done i'm done i'm done i'm done um this <laughs> stop Come laughing on, at me I'm, I'm i'm literally just sitting here <laughs> i like Okay. okay. Yeah, just sitting here. Um, the Phoenix Suns' future is dim, <laughs> but it could be bright. And if it's bright, you're going to want your shady rays. Oh, my God. Thank you for that, by the way. That was a perfect time to put that up. I know. I love how you knew where I was going with that. Um, shady rays are the... You have the rundown. Oh, okay. I didn't know you had the rundown. <laughs> shady rays are premium polarized sunglasses that are high quality. They compete with any designer name level brand. Name brand sunglasses you you know them shady rays are better than them uh shady rays are also great for the community shady rays are a uh are building playsets for pediatric cancer patients to provide young adults with ms the outdoor adventure of a lifetime shady rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come you can support their initiative to build playsets for pediatric cancer patients by shopping shady rays you can find their entire collection at their brand new location in kirland commons in scottsdale a full stop shop for all things Shady Rays. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of 
polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself, self. The shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Everyone's saying, stay polarized. I did. I did. I said it. Thank you to Shady Rays. Uh, and thank you for that amazing community impact. All right. Moving on to the Arizona Coyotes. I think this one is pretty obvious and everyone knows what I'm about to say, what my New Year's resolution for the Coyotes is. So let's just all say it together. My New Year's resolution for the Arizona Coyotes is to get a arena. For fuck's sake, please, please just get an arena. Get it at a site, announce where it is, and get this arena deal done. My New Year's resolution for the Coyotes is to get a freaking hockey arena for the love of god <laughs> obviously the last update that we got surrounding this whole arena debacle is that there is a rumored site of where the coyotes are looking now it is a privately owned piece of land north of the 101 in north scottsdale uh the x marks the spot here on this little beautiful map it is uh, close to that desert ridge shopping center this is the last that we've heard. It is obviously a rumor. The team has not confirmed, but we have on good authority that since this is a privately owned piece of land, it would be pretty easy for the Coyotes to execute getting a deal for this land done. Craig Morgan, our very own Craig Morgan, um, gave us an update in November via Twitter, uh, X, whatever. Um, and he said, per Coyotes president Javier Gutierrez, the next arena announcement comes, it will be to announce the actual choice of an arena site, not another potential site. The team is hoping to announce by the end of the calendar year, LOL, could stray into first quarter. Craig Morgan didn't actually tweet LOL. I just added that there because I am commenting on the fact that we have uh, 30, 31, two more days. Two more days left in 2023. Well, it is the 29th. So if you count today, two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. Two and a half more days left in 2023, and uh, the Coyotes have not announced their arena yet. So I'm assuming that it will be coming into the first quarter of next year, which puts it in January, February, or March. Um, I am not going to lie to you guys. I am extremely disappointed that they haven't announced it yet. I don't know what the holdup is or why they haven't decided to announce it yet because... Uh, Time's a ticking. I got. I actually have a watch to do this. I, this was not what I was planning, but time's a ticking, Coyotes. <laughs> Your time is uh, is running out rapidly, and the longer you wait to announce an arena deal, the more people say it's time to relocate. And I'm tired. I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I'm tired of the Houston, Kansas City, let's move the Coyotes chatter that has been perpetually plaguing this team for the last however long the Coyotes have been in existence. Um, so I'm kind of pissed off that they haven't announced an arena site yet. It is nice to know, thanks to Craig Morgan, however, though, when they do make an announcement, it will be the announcement. It won't be like another proposal. It won't be a like, well, maybe this is what's going to happen. It's going to be it. Um, when that announcement comes, obviously, it's still up in the air. We were supposed to happen now, and I'm mad that it hasn't. But hopefully, the first quarter of next year, we'll have something a little bit more finalized. However, let's just say, let's just play devil's advocate for a second. If this current ownership group can't, for the life of them, figure it out, which I don't, is not that much of a stretch at this point, because what the hell is going on with the Arizona Coyotes? If they can't get it figured out, what comes next? Our hockey reporters around all city, so shout out to CHGO, PHLY, DNVR, and of course PHNX got together to write a roundtable article, which you can now read over on gophnx.com, answering the most burning questions in the NHL. Obviously, one of those questions was what will happen to the Coyotes if a deal cannot get done? Craig Morgan answered, and this is what he had to say. It was a great answer, by the way, and uh all of the answers from all the other cities were very insightful too. So in the event that this current ownership group can't get a deal done, Craig said the next opportunity will like this this next opportunity will likely be the last for the Morello ownership group. Either they secure an arena by the end of the NHL season or the league could force a sale. I think I still think the league would pursue a local buyer over relocation. I don't think owners will pass on the mega expansion price, but that new group would have to have a ironclad arena deal in place so the open-ended mullet contract is not extended beyond reason. 
couple things here in what Craig had to say. Um, I don't know if he's saying that the deadline to announce this has been extended to the end of the NHL season, which I think the end of the NHL season goes into the second quarter. So that kind of like extends the first quarter a little bit. Um, but it sounds like they have to get this figured out this year. And we all knew that. Like, that's not a surprise. Um, they have to have this figured out. There has been some speculation that the Coyotes are looking to extend the mullet deal already because they are in currently in year two of three of that contract, two of three of that contract. So um, they are starting to poke around at the potential of extending that agreement with mullet. I mean, they don't have another option. Like if they do announce an arena and it takes longer to build than we were all thinking that they have to play a mullet. So I guess knocking on that door now isn't necessarily a huge red flag. Um, but the other thing that I wanted to tap into is the fact that the NHL is still doing everything that they can to keep the Coyotes in Arizona for a multitude of reasons. One of them being the fact that if they moved the Coyotes to a city, that would take away the expansion fee that would come into play if a team expanded there instead of relocated there. And in case you were wondering, the Arizona Coyotes are currently estimated to be worth $675 million. They are the most affordable team in the NHL, if you were curious. They're really um, worth less than Shohei Otani. Anyways. Yes, the Arizona Coyotes are worth less than Shohei Otani. That is true. Um, however, the last two expansion teams that came into the market, uh, Vegas and Seattle, Vegas had a $500 million expansion fee, which is split up among the owners. And uh, Seattle had a $600 million and the NHL is looking to expand so that there are in the future at some point 30 teams in America, like specifically America. There are obviously the, Can the, <laughs> the Canadian teams that contribute to the overall total, but their goal is to have 30 teams solely in America alone. Um, the next city is rumored to be Atlanta. A lot of um, speculation has... Go Thrashers! Go Thrashers, yeah. I mean, Atlanta has had an NHL team in the past, so it, it makes sense that they would have another one there. Um, they have the three other sports, so they're just missing hockey. Um, and the rumors around Atlanta getting a team have really started to pick up. And... Current market value places an expansion fee for a new hockey team somewhere between $750 million and a billion dollars, which is crazy. But obviously, since we're all mathematicians here, $750 million and a billion dollars far exceeds the, the value as the team of the Arizona Coyotes has as a whole. So there's no way that the league would ever want to relocate the Coyotes instead of having an expansion team in a city because if they relocated the Coyotes to Atlanta, that would take away the $750 million to a $1 billion expansion fee. There's no way the owners would be down for that. Even though their teams have to play in a small college hockey arena with a satellite locker room environment, like they would take that over losing out on $750 million. I guarantee that right now. So... The odds are still in the Coyotes' favor for them staying in Arizona because Gary Bettman wants him here. He's always said that he loves Phoenix as a market for the Coyotes and he doesn't want to give up Phoenix as a hockey market. They don't want to lose out on the expansion fees. Um, and there is still potential for the current ownership group to figure this out. There have been rumblings that it is coming, but we obviously haven't seen anything concrete. And in the event that this current ownership group, for whatever reason, can't figure it out, they can force the sale, hopefully, to someone in the Valley who will keep them here in the Valley. Um, I think that would be really the only option because, like I said, they don't want to take that expansion fee away from anybody. So we'll see We're what happens. We're really in the Gary Bettman studio right now. We are. This we is are the Gary the Bettman studio. We are in the Kamesh studio named after Gary, Uncle Gary Bettman, who has kept the Coyotes so graciously in Arizona. Um, but I will say I am tired of not having an answer. It is well past time for the Coyotes to announce what their plans are. I hope that they would have had more of a fire under their ass to get it figured out by now because I'm sure they're also tired of hearing all of the relocation rumors that have just been hounding this organization. So it's go time, Coyotes. I'm tired of it. Figure it out. My resolution for you is to get an arena deal done and get it done fast. So... That's on you. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I want to give a shout out to our friends at OGs. I know I mentioned at the top of the show that they have two new gummies and I got to talk about them right now. They have launched two new products on the market, a um, natural vegan gummy that is their uh, new product made with live rosin and RSO oil. 
the OGs, the naturals, and the big OGs, they, like I said, have a natural vegan gummy that is made with uh, that RSO and live rosin. It is available in a sweet clementine flavor. That sounds delicious. And they have also introduced the big OGs, a gummy that is a mega version of the raspberry orange RSO. It is one of their company's most popular products, and it is um, perforated into 10 slices, each that are 10 milligrams each for a total of 100 milligrams grams of THC. Do not <laughs> eat that entire thing in one sitting. Don't do that. That would be terrible. <laughs> but if you are looking for a mega gummy, they've got it. And it is 100 milligrams of THC divided into 10 slices. Only eat one slice at a time for the love of God. <laughs> Just like fresh squeezed juice, the live rosin is created through a pressing process. It's the highest quality harvested cannabis and frozen and ultimately pressed to extract the all natural live rosin oil. To hear more and to learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them, head on over to ogsbrands.com. Also want to give a shout out to our brand new partner, some Burroughs. They are a family owned and operated in Arizona's most loved Mexican restaurant. They've got so many great options for you to try. They've got platters. They've got chimichangas. They've got homemade taquitos. They've got chips, fresh guac, anything that you could possibly want in a Mexican restaurant. And they've got it with locations throughout the Valley and Flagstaff. You're never far from delicious time tested Sonoran style recipes that have been lovingly prepared since 1986. You can check out their newest locations in Goodyear. Peoria and off the I-17. You can visit someburrows.com to find one near you. Or if you have a big party coming up, you can let someburrows cater your holiday fiestas. Big or small, you can order online or find one near you by visiting someburrows.com. Seasons eatings <laughs> with someburrows. You absolutely love to see it. Seasons greetings, season eatings. I see what you did there, someburrows. All right. There's an account. Was it or was it Max? It's probably Max. Max loves to make dad jokes. All right, let's talk about the Arizona Coyote Cardinals. I was about to say Coyotes again. The Arizona Cardinals. We also have some breaking Arizona Cardinals news that they announced earlier today that they have placed wide receiver Hollywood Brown on a season-ending injured reserve list. Um, we all know that he's been battling with this heel injury for the past couple weeks. He was trying to fight through it. Uh, we saw him out on the field every now and then trying to play, but unfortunately, the ultimate decision has been made to put him on the IR, which will effectively end his season with the Arizona Cardinals. Not a shock. Um, we all kind of saw that coming. He's been struggling this whole season with injuries. Uh, definitely a bummer because I don't think we really truly got to see Hollywood develop his during his time here with the Cardinals, specifically with Kyler Murray. Obviously, they had a connection um, before playing together on the Cardinals that never really got to come to fruition here, which is never great. Um, kind of like the Zach Ertz and the J.J. Watt contract. Um, all of those players have had some injury-riddled time here in Arizona that we never really got to see their full potential blossom and come to fruition um as far as his future is concerned with the team um i heard monty austin for on the radio this morning talking about how they appreciate how hollywood has handled this whole situation the fact that he has tried to get out there um and he hasn't just you know done what a lot of players of past have done and just thrown in the towel um however they do will have some decisions to make Regarding his future here with Arizona, my personal opinion, based off of nothing other than what I've seen and what I've heard, is just that this will probably be the last time uh, Hollywood Brown will be on the Cardinals roster. I think that they will probably be moving on from him in the offseason. So uh, that's kind of a bummer. Another thing that didn't work out in the Cardinals' favor, another signing that we were also excited for. I know that they picked him up during the draft, um, but... Just a bummer that that didn't work out. I feel like that is another on the list of <laughs> contracts of Cardinals players in the recent history we can add to who were supposed to come here and do awesome and unfortunately could not happen, whether that through be injury or the fact that they didn't have a quarterback, a uh, quarterback one throwing to them. So see ya, Hollywood. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Uh, I don't know what else to say about that. However, we have to talk about Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray has now played six games this season with the Arizona Cardinals. Why do I keep doing that? Why do I keep wanting to call them the Coyotes? Uh, whatever. Um, Kyler has played six games with the Cardinals so far this season, and let's take a look at what he's done. I'm interested to see what you guys think because I will tell you what I think in a minute, but this are his season stats through six games. He has a little over 1,300 passing yards. He has six touchdowns for 
uh, and also four interceptions for a 62% completion percentage. His yards per carry are 6.3 with a QBR of 81.9. He's also rushed for 187 yards with three rushing touchdowns. So looking at this stat sheet as a whole, um, it's not bad. It's really not bad by any stretch of the imagination. This is a pretty decent showing through six games coming off a major, major knee injury. So I don't really know what else I can say other than this is good. Uh, I don't think it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's, it's definitely not. It, especially with the weapons that he has. Yeah. It's it, Hollywood being out. Yeah. Whether or not Hollywood makes an impact, we don't know, obviously. Right. But like Michael Wilson has been on a pretty much a rookie downturn. He's had Trey McBride yeah. and Greg Dorge. Yeah. That's all he's had. Totally. Totally agree. If you look at the picture as a whole, there's a lot to take into account. Like Jacob said, this roster is one that is being reconstructed. So there hasn't been a lot of talent or weapons for Kyler Murray. He's had to adapt to a new head coach and a new offensive coordinator and learn an entirely new offensive system, which I think he's done a good job of. Um, I definitely think Drew Petzing has done a better job than Cliff Kingsbury did at a play calling on the offense that's a little bit of an understatement um but another thing that you have to take into consideration when looking at these stats also the biggest glaring factor in the fact that he is coming off a major injury with a torn acl Uh, all of that being taken into consideration i don't know i i don't know if it's enough to have a thousand percent confidence in kyler being qb1 considering the depth of QB talent in this upcoming draft, which is probably the worst thing that I can say because I have said this time and time again, I don't want any questions surrounding what the future of this position holds. And Kyler has done just enough for there to still be questions about whether or not he can be the future of this organization as their QB one, which sucks. Um, I wish he would have gone out there and either completely stunk it up or just rocked all of our socks off and defied all of the odds with all of the lack of weapons that he has and whatever else. And none of that has happened. There have been some great, great moments and there have been some not so great moments. And I think there is a huge question mark surrounding what the Cardinals are going to do. And so therefore, my New Year's resolution for the Arizona Cardinals is answer the question of what are you doing with QB1 and go in a solid direction and stick to that direction and either move on from Kyler completely or let everybody know that you have complete faith in Kyler and you are going to rebuild all of his weapons and his arsenal in the offseason and through the draft which way they go I don't know I don't there's only two games left in the season and I don't know if those two games are going to make be bank or break for Kyler because I think we've kind of seen enough at this point so I'm interested to see how Kyler does in the last two games um Like I said, it's been good. It hasn't been great, which is not where we want to be because we want to have these definitive answers so there aren't a bunch of things left in the air as the season comes to a close. If we want to take a look at the projected NFL draft order, we can do that. Um, Right now, the Bears have the first overall pick in this upcoming 2024 NFL draft. No shocker there. They somehow managed to be worse than the Cardinals. (laughs) who were missing their starting quarterback. Uh, The Cardinals have the second overall pick. The Commanders falling in the third slot with the Patriots, Giants, Chargers, Titans, Bears, Jets, and Falcons coming after them, respectively. So obviously it's not going to be the first overall pick because either they don't think they can outsuck the Bears at this point, but the second overall pick is definitely nothing to shake a finger at, especially when you have what you would assume be a number one locked in quarterback going to the Bears because that holy shit, they need a quarterback. Um, so I'm assuming that Caleb Williams is going to be going first overall to the Bears. And then what comes after that is going to be interesting because there is a star wide receiver that is coming up in this NFL draft that the Cardinals could easily take with their second overall pick. And if they do, I think that obviously will be a clear indication that they have committed to Kyler Murray and rebuilding his arsenal with the Cardinals having that second overall picked. Here's also what they have for projected picks in this upcoming draft in the later rounds as well. Again, this is projected. This is not the final draft order. Um, They do have two first round picks, number two overall and number 16 overall, courtesy of the Texans. And then they have only one second round pick and then three third round picks. And then it just kind of goes on from there. Um, 
So having one, two, three, four, five, six picks in the first three rounds is definitely a big deal and nothing to shake shake a finger at. Um, They can definitely do a lot of damage in this draft because this draft is stacked in a lot of different positional categories. So like I said, if they do decide to commit to Kyler Murray as QB1, they can definitely do some damage in the wide receiver room, in the running back room, and kind of rebuild that arsenal around Kyler, get him some maybe more alignment. Um, So it'll be interesting to see which direction they go, but they need to pick one and they need to stick to it. Um, I think it'll be kind of crazy if they move on from Kyler at this, uh, considering that they've had a carousel of quarterbacks in the draft that have just um, not <laughs> been uh, the franchise quarterback, I think is fair to say. Obviously, Josh Rosen was terrible. And Kyler Murray, I don't, I'm not ready to call him a franchise quarterback yet. So... If they do draft a quarterback in this draft, which it would be the draft to do so because this quarterback room in the draft is stacked, um, it'll it'll definitely be the answer that we're all looking for. I think they have obviously time to make that decision because the draft is when it's going to have to be made. So we'll see what they do. But uh, my personal preference, oh my God, I'm scared to say it. Should I not? I don't feel like I should say it. Do it. People are going to be so mad at me. Um, I think it's time to move on. Um, I just, I don't think, I don't think Kyler has what the Cardinals are looking for at this point. Like, I don't have faith in Kyler being a quarterback that can get this team more than 10 wins in a season. Like, can Kyler Murray, can I commonly say Kyler Murray will get this team seven to nine wins in a season? Sure. For sure. Like, I think that that is a reasonable um expectation of kyler that he can win seven to nine games in a season definitely am i happy with only winning seven to nine games in a season no um i would love to be in the upper echelon of teams that are winning 11 to like 15 games in a season um and i just don't think that we can do that with kyler obviously like i said there are still question marks and a lot of other positions on the team um but i think we can do better at the quarterback position and I'm really sorry to say, but I just I'm I'm concerned with Kyler's ability to stay in a pocket and be a pocket quarterback. Um, you know, I, he has wheels and I think that's great. But I don't think that the way that the league plays football and you've seen it with other teams who have quarterbacks that are similar to Kyler, <laughs> the Broncos. <laughs> um, you need a quarterback that has a little bit more height that uh, can get the ball out faster that's one thing that Kyler just I can't stand watching is how long Kyler holds on to the football most times. So I just I don't I don't think that Kyler is the quarterback. Are you, are you so are you sold on either of the guys that are in the draft? Are you sold on either Drake May or Caleb Williams? Because I think both of those guys are busts. Really? Yeah, I don't think they're good. Hot take. I I think Caleb Williams is awesome. I have full faith in him. I think he's fully soft. full on crying in his mom's (laughs) arms after a regular season i mean dude like be better i mean so here's here's the thing about college right a guy like caleb williams should not lose four games i don't care who his team is if he's as good as everybody says he is that team isn't losing four games yeah the defense was atrocious sure they put up a lot of points it's college if Mm. he's really the real deal he's gonna go out there and he's basically gonna win every single game yeah like it's it, if if he's really that guy, like I don't know. And and here's the thing, like I I typically am not the guy that's going to come after somebody and say, oh my god, he's soft for crying in his mom's arms or whatever. Yeah. But after TCU lost in the national championship last year, he literally on Twitter made fun of Max Duggan for crying yeah, after right. his last college game, right. and then goes into a regular season game that didn't really mean anything because they had already lost their college football and and cried yeah like yeah that's fair come on that's fair i mean like like daniel said he can't control the defense he looked looked lost at times like he would don't get me wrong he's very very good but i think he's the best yeah i mean that's fair i just like i think call me jaded but i just don't think (laughs) this sounds so mean this sounds terrible i just don't think quarterbacks with the stature that kyler murray has have like long-term future success in the league. Like I think all of the pieces have to fall into place and luck and like the defense has to be like everything has to be clicking with that team and all the pieces have to fall into place in order for them to be successful, which is what I think you saw with the Seahawks when they won that Super Bowl. Um, The one Super Bowl that they won, by the way, that they haven't been able to replicate because for whatever reason, but I just, 
I don't think that you can have long-term sustainable success with a quarterback like Kyler Murray. Like you'll get flashes of it. You might get lucky and have a season where you go on a great run and you make it deep into the playoffs or whatever. But I think it's because of the team that is built around him, despite the quarterback that they win. It's not because of the quarterback that they win. If that makes if sense. You, if you look at his track record and his numbers through this point in his career, like they're pretty ridiculous. Mm. Like if, if you look at his full body of work, like, he dealt with Cliff Kingsbury and still had some of the most insane numbers through his first four or five years. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I, I think it's so hard to judge on this season because a, like I said, he's got no weapons. Yeah, and and b, he had no preseason to train. He, like he was learning the offense, sure, but it's one thing to study it a million times and it's another right. to actually put it into practice. Like I don't think that we've seen anything that we need to see at this point. Like. The, the, the chance to draft Marvin Harrison Jr., who could quite possibly be a top three wide receiver for the next 10 to 15 years. Like, he is your next Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. If everything pans out. like That's a statement. That's what I'm saying. Like, and, and, and it's just one of those, like, I understand wanting to go with the flashy, like, get rid of the quarterback, get a new guy in here. But that, yeah. change, like, like somebody said in the chat, it changes nothing. Yeah. Like, it, the rest of the team is still going to suck. Yeah, that is true. The rest of the team is going to suck. So I understand the argument for wanting to keep Kyler. I think I might just be jaded because I don't think uh, that type of quarterback is going to be what the Cardinals need to have long-term sustainable success. But that's just my opinion, and you can disagree with me. That is totally fine. Um, so I am excited to see how Kyler does the last two games of the season. Um, I think that will maybe, maybe help or hurt his case and hopefully provide the direction that this team needs because I think right now they're kind of stuck in the in-between. Um, and hopefully the last two games of the season will kind of provide some clarity because I think there is a huge question mark as to which direction they should go. And that kind of sucks because I would prefer there to not be any uh, confusion around that. So we shall see. Gila River. Um, guys, this is the craziest thing ever. I never win anything. Okay. I'm talking like raffles, giveaways, whatever. I never win. Okay. I have the worst luck ever. I'm the least luckiest person on the face of the planet. But I think I've turned over a new leaf because at our staff holiday party, I was the one that won the overnight stay at Gila River Resorts and Casinos Wild Horse Pass. So I get to go with one of my best friends and stay at the casino and their hotel. And I'm so excited because I've obviously been to Gila River Resorts, hotels and casinos in the past, specifically Wild Horse Pass. I've gone for a concert, which if you haven't been to uh, the casino for a concert yet, you have to go. It is so much fun. Their venue is amazing and you get to do dinner before, gambling after, whatever. It is so great. Um, but now I get to stay in their hotel, which I've never done before. And I'm just like shocked that I actually won something because I am the least luckiest person on the face of the planet. So uh, Wild Horse Pass, I will be seeing you soon. Staying overnight with my BFF, Carl, Carly, Carl, <laughs> her name is Carly. Um, I'm super excited for it. I can't believe I won it. And I'm just excited to be a part of the amazing, immersible, state-of-the-art hotel and casino that is Wild Horse Pass. All of their hotels and casinos, though, are on the same level of incredible. They have state-of-the-art gaming floors, which have over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, and live table games. Not to mention, they are Arizona's large, they have large, Arizona's largest casino sports book, which is awesome. Definitely will be going over a weekend so we can pop in there and probably bet on some games. Their dining is also super upscale. They have a, a incredible steakhouses, anything that you could want. They've got it. You can experience an all new type of experience with their Santana Mountain location. Head on over to Gila River Resorts and Casinos and let them show you what Next Level is all about. I'm excited to experience that when I stay overnight at Wild Horse Pass. You do you at Gila River resorts and casinos visit planethila.com for more details uh i'm yeah spot a we'll see hopefully i don't know what kind of trouble we're gonna get into when we're there um but i'm excited to spend the night what <laughs> i just like that you're like i haven't get into trouble like what are you gonna just like break their machines no trouble like fun trouble like you know what kind of games are we gonna lose a bunch of money on i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> that kind of trouble the respectable trouble um, there's no trouble yeah no trouble here um excited for that though so shout out to our friends at healer river 
All right, we'll round out the show with my last resolution for the Arizona Diamondbacks. My resolution uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks is please, for the love of God, just make it back to the playoffs and prove to everybody that this year was not a fluke. Diamondbacks are the reigning National League champions, period. Um, And everyone, including myself, was not expecting that. That was a little crazy, to say the least. So my resolution for the Diamondbacks is to show everybody that this is a sustainable thing. And it wasn't just a once in a lifetime shooting star. Oh, my God. How did they do it? Experience of watching them win the National League and to prove everybody wrong and go back to the playoffs and punch everybody in the mouth once again, preferably against the Dodgers. I would have loved to see that happen. Oh, my God. The Dodgers, the Diamondbacks beating the Dodgers two years in a row in the playoffs, especially after adding everything that they've added and all the money that they've spent. Speaking of the Dodgers, um, would be incredible. And I would love nothing more than to watch the Diamondbacks make it back to the playoffs um, because they're already being disrespected. They odds mo- the odds makers specifically have decided to just rain on our parade and post the postseason odds up on their sites. And the latest one for the Diamondbacks is not pretty. Um in case you are wondering where to look, go ahead and just like all the way at the bottom. All the way at the bottom. Just drop your eyesight down to the very last row. Um, and you will see the odds that they have given the Arizona Diamondbacks for various situations for the Diamondbacks to win the World Series. They have them at plus 3,500 in comparison to the Dodgers, who have a plus 375 odds of making it to the World Series. This, of course, being the team that just made it to the World Series, swept the Dodgers, and for some reason, they've decided to give the Dodgers better odds. Um, Not for some reason. I know why they gave Dodgers good odds, but I think it's a little bit unfair to have the Dodgers at plus 375, and then the Diamondbacks, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 teams below that. But behind... It's not even really like it's yeah. It's the behind Mets, like the, the Cardinals, Mets, yes. the Twins, the Mariners. Yes. Like what are we? What are doing? we doing? What are we doing? What literally? What are we doing? Um, and then their odds to win the National League again are at plus sixteen hundred compared to the Dodgers, who are the favorites to win the National League at plus two hundred. The Braves are second behind that at plus three seventy five, with the Phillies coming in third at plus five fifty. The Mets and then the Cardinals, and then the Diamondbacks. Like, uh, did you guys watch what we watched? I'm confused. Well, apparently not, because according to everybody, this was the least watched World Series. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm shook to my core that this is what they've decided to go with and have disrespected the reigning National League champions who, in my opinion, have done nothing but improve on the roster that they have already have and instill faith in people that they have made the adjustments that they need to to continue winning like they Mike Hazen and the Diamondbacks have done exactly what they've needed to do this offseason to fix some of the holes in their roster and to get better and to be more competitive at least on paper I mean I know anything can happen in the season of 162 games but my god are you joking me right now like let's I mean the disrespect is crazy you guys it's crazy and I think it's super fair to be like what what are we doing here? Because I don't think they've done anything to deserve it. Like they have are fresh off a World Series appearance. They're the reigning National League champions. They have made adjustments to their roster that have been exactly what they've needed to do in order to get better. I'm flabbergasted, <laughs> to say the least. I am shooketh that that is what the overall opinion of the Diamondbacks is because I think it's wrong. And uh, like Daniel said, we can be the underdogs again. Bring it. Yeah, I mean, if we want to be the underdogs for the rest of our lives, that's fine with me because I love the reaction of people when the underdogs come out on top. And obviously, the Diamondbacks are uh, going to have to do that again this year. I was just talking about some of the additions that they made. Obviously, we all know of them by now. I haven't had a chance to talk about Lourdes Gurriel Jr. getting re-signed, which, Lord hallelujah, I am so happy that they decided to bring Lourdes Gurriel back. I think that was definitely the right call to make. I think they would have had another huge gap to fill 
both in terms of what he provides offensively and defensively if they didn't bring him back. And now that's not something that they had to worry about because that um, is obviously filled with him being uh, out there in the outfield and um, a batter in the lineup that they need. So super stoked about bringing Lourdes Gurriel Jr. back. They obviously already um, have their additional pitcher in the rotation in Eduardo Rodriguez. And then Suarez is at third base. So... (laughs) They needed a third baseman. They got a third baseman. They needed another starting pitcher. They got another starting pitcher. They needed to have someone like Lourdes who can play in the outfield, in right field, and also be a bat for them. And they got it, Um, which to me leaves only one other major signing left, and that is BDH, which um, Mike Hazen is aware that they need to do something at DH. But before we hear from Mike Hazen, let's take a look at their projected lineups for this upcoming year. Would you like against righties or lefties? I got both. Surprise me. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> this is a more common. You're, you're, you're typically going to face more righties yeah. than you are lefties. So let's go with that first. Here's their projected lineup against right-handed pitchers. You've got Corbin Carroll leading off, Cattell Marte playing second in the two-hole with Gabriel Moreno at catcher, batting third, batting fourth. I feel like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best Chuck Drago impersonation and do the lineups for the Arizona Diamondbacks right now. Batting fourth. No, just kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm not going to do that. You guys are going to hate me. Um, uh, batting cleanup, though, Christian Walker playing first base, Lourdes Gurriel in the five hole after that. Um, and then uh, he'll, be, he'll be in the outfield. And then you have Suarez playing third base, uh, Alec Thomas in center, Paven Smith as a DH. Ugh, I hate that. I hate that so much. Um, and then Geraldo Perdomo playing shortstop and batting ninth. Not a bad lineup when you're looking at it. I like it a lot. The lefty lineup is kind of similar a little bit different you'll have Cattell leading off most likely obviously this is just a scenario Corbin Carroll batting second Gabby still at catcher Christian at first Lourdes and the left field Suarez playing DH um, then you've got Emmanuel Rivera at third base Jake McCarthy in right field and then Geraldo at shortstop still so a little bit different but for the most part um, so you got your big names in that lineup they need a DH. Uh, if you've seen anything in that projected lineup, if anything stood out to you, it should have been the fact that they desperately, desperately need no, a David DH. Smith was a starter <sighs> on opening day. You're going to make me have hives. I, You guys, I am not a, Pat, a Paven Smith girly. <laughs> I am praying for a DH and uh, uh, not that type of... Um, I'm praying for a DH so we don't have to watch Paven Smith. Um play that position because I don't think you should. Um, and if looking at those lineups told you anything, it's that they still need a DH and that is definitely on the table. I think they've got some room to bring in a big one. And here is the list of available options for the Diamondbacks with Jorge Soler being um, probably the most likely option. And I wouldn't mind that at all. Um, I think JD Martinez is my favorite option out of all of these. Obviously he has history with the team. Um, he's familiar face to the fans in the Valley. And he's really good. Um, Reese Hoskins, Justin Turner, Jock Peterson, Brandon Belt, Tommy Pham, which we've all seen him in that position for the Diamondbacks before. Um, Adam Duvall and then Carlos Santana. Out of all of those options, by far and away, I love J.D. Martinez. I'm a, I'm I'm impartial, partial, partial. I'm partial to J.D. Martinez. We all know why in his history here in the Valley. Jorge Soler would be kind of great. Um, He's a big bat, a big bat. He's big bat and a big man. (laughs) So I wouldn't hate that either, but J.D. is my favorite in that situation. Um, I think that they'll add a DH for sure. Uh, Looking at that lineup, that is the biggest statement they need. That is what they should be spending money on. And uh, according to Mike Hazen, this is what he has to say about making that addition. You know, we're still looking to add a player to the lineup. Now that we have Suarez and, and Curiel, uh, I'm not so sure that it has to just be right-handed. I think we have more flexibility into, into how this would come together. If we had, if we had, if we had done, uh, you know, another bat in a different way, maybe it would have been more right-handed. But I think now we have flexibility to be, to, if we're going to add more to the offense to do it uh, either righty or lefty. 
so that's super encouraging. Uh, the fact that they're aware that they need to bring in a DH and that they're also aware that they don't need to necessarily bring in a right-handed DH because they have re-signed Gurriel um, and then Suarez also is a right-handed batter. So they could bring in a left-handed batter, which would also be great to add to the lineup. But the fact that Mike Hazen is um, doing what Mike Hazen does best and analyzing this from all aspects and also letting us know that the Diamondbacks aren't done and they're aware of the fact that they are um, you know, wanting to add someone else to the lineup, um, specifically a bat, is great so lots of encouraging things um and i think with the addition of a dh um and potentially just some smaller additions to the bullpen and um potentially just another maybe like long reliever guy that they could potentially slot in as a starter if they needed it to would be great um but definitely adding a dh and i think with the additions that they've made this offseason and the potential that they are going to add more I don't know how you don't have faith in the Diamondbacks moving forward. Like they did the impossible last season and now they have more pieces and have fixed more things in this off season. So to me, all signs point to the Diamondbacks making it back to the postseason. Um, and my new year's resolution for them is to do ver- just that thing. Um, and also maybe potentially punch the Dodgers in the mouth while they're doing it. That would make my heart so happy. Um, so Ending the resolution list on a high note because obviously the Diamondbacks are the talk of the town as they should be because they deserve to be because they just made it to a World Series. So lots of good things on the horizon for the Diamondbacks. I kind of just want baseball season to start, which we're close, by the way, the end of February, mid-February is when pitchers and catchers report. And then we'll get into the spring training season, which I'm super stoked about. But either way, just excited to have baseball back and excited for the Diamondbacks. Those are my New Year's resolutions for the teams. Feel free to tweet at me, at Michaela E. Perkins, your resolutions for the Arizona sports teams as well. I hope you all have had some time to think of your own personal New Year's resolutions because I think there's nothing better than goal setting. And I'm a big goal setter. I've already thought of mine, um, which I will hopefully be able to execute this upcoming year. Jacob, hopefully you can uh, actually follow through on some New Year's resolutions this time around. Fingers crossed. Um, but thank you all so much for joining us on this episode of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. Cogs, Connor, CWP, Daniel, Elizabeth, Mama, Groundhog Mama, I see you. Um, all you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you all have a wonderful and safe emphasis on safe New Year's. And uh, we will see you in 2024. Bye.